0: Kyle for uh, Arkansas Tech Podcast. Woo! We're back at it again. Yes, sir. Uh, Like always, this is Kevin.
1: This is Pierce. I've got my Dr. Pepper in one hand and my coffee in the other. Not literally, but they're beside me. Yeah, I was about to call him out for being a liar, (laughs) but he's not lying. I'm Noah,
2: and I'm excited to read and discuss this chapter of Tozer with y'all.
0: No doubt. This week is Chapter 8 restoring the creator creature relation and if you've already read the chapter feel free to skip forward to people Beep
1: 1910
0: awesome thank you robot doug <laughs> 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 um who wants to begin reading
1: i will i love to read thank you jesus be with us as we read Chapter 8 of The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer, Restoring the Creator-Creature Relation. The scripture says, Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. Psalms 57, verse 5. It is a truism to say that order in nature depends upon right relationships. To achieve harmony, each thing must be, its proper position, be in its proper position, relative to each other thing. In human life, it is not otherwise. I have hinted before in these chapters that the cause of all our human miseries is a radical moral dislocation, an upset in our relation to God and to each other. For whatever else the fall may have been, it was most certainly a sharp change in man's relation to his creator. He adopted toward God an altered attitude. And by doing so, destroyed the proper creator-creature relation in which, unknown to him, his true happiness lay. Essentially, salvation is the restoration of a right relation between man and his creator. A bringing back to normal of the creator-creature relation. A satisfactory spiritual life will begin with a complete change in relation between God and the sinner. Not a judicial change merely, but a conscious and experienced change affecting the sinner's whole nature. The atonement in Jesus' blood makes such a change judicially possible, and the working of the Holy Spirit makes it emotionally satisfying. The story of the prodigal son perfectly illustrates this later phase. He had brought a world of trouble upon himself by forsaking the position which had which he had properly held as son to, of his father. At bottom, his restoration was nothing more than a reestablishing of the father-son relation, which had existed from his birth and had been altered temporarily by his act of sinful rebellion. This story overlooks the legal aspects of redemption, but it makes beautifully clear the experiential aspects of salvation. In determining relationships, we must begin somewhere. There must be somewhere a fixed center against which everything else is measured, where the law is relative, where the law of relativity does not enter, and we can say is, and make no allowances. Such a center is God. When God would make His name known to mankind, He could fi- He could find no better word than I am. When He speaks in the first person, He says. I am when we speak of him, we say he is when we speak to him, we say thou art. Everyone uh, and everything else measures from that fixed point. I am that I am, says God, I change not. So he's referring to what God said to Moses there. As the sailor locates his position on the sea by shooting the sun. So we may get our moral bearing by looking at God. We must begin with God. We are right when, we, when and only when we stand in a right position relative to God. And we are wrong so far and so long as we stand in any other position. Much of our difficulty as seeking Christians stems from our unwillingness to take God as He is and adjust our lives accordingly. We insist upon trying to modify Him and bring Him nearer to our own image. The flesh whimpers against the rigor of God's inexorable sentence and begs like Agag for a little mercy, a little indulgence of its carnal ways. It is no use. We can get a right start only by accepting God as he is and learning to love him for what he is. As we go on to know him better, we, find, uh, we shall find it a source of unspeakable joy that God is just what he is. Some of the most rapturous moments we know will be those we spend in reverent admiration of the Godhead. In those holy moments, the very thought of change in him will be too painful to endure.
2: So let us begin with God. Back of all, above all, before all is God. First, in sequential order, above in rank and station, exalted in dignity and honor, As the self-existent one, he gave being to all things, and all things exist out of him and for him. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Every soul belongs to God and exists by his pleasure, God being who and what he is, and we being who and what we are. The only thinkable relation between us is one of full Lordship on His part and complete submission on ours. We owe Him every honor that is in our power to give Him. Our everlasting grief lies in giving Him anything less. The pursuit of God will embrace the labor of bringing our total personality into conformity to His, and this not judicially, but actually. I do not here refer to the act of justification by faith in Christ. I speak of a voluntary exalting of God to his proper station over us and a willing surrender of our whole being to the place of worshipful, worshipful submission which the creator-creature circumstance makes proper. The moment we make up our minds that we are going on with this determination to exalt God over all, we step out of the world's parade. We shall find ourselves out of adjustment to the ways of the world, and increasingly so as we make progress in the holy way. We shall acquire a new viewpoint. A new and different psychology will be formed within us. A new power will begin to surprise us by its upsurgings. upsurgings. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, a new power will begin to surprise us by its upsurgings and its outgoings. Our break with the world will be the direct outcome of our changed relation to God. For the world of fallen men does not honor God. Millions call themselves by his names, it is true, and pay some token respect to him. But a simple test will show how little he is really honored among them. Let the average man be put to the proof on the question of who is above, and his true position will be exposed. Let him be forced into making a choice between God and money between God and men, between God and personal ambition, God and self, God and human love, and God will take second place every time. Those other things will be exalted above. However, the man may protest. The proof is in the choices he makes day after day throughout his life. Be thou exalted is the language of victorious spiritual experience. It is a little key to unlock the door to great treasures of grace, It is central in the life of God in the soul. Let the seeking man reach a place where life and lips join to say continually, Be thou exalted, and a thousand minor problems will be solved at once. His Christian life ceases to be the complicated thing it had been before and becomes the very essence of simplicity. By the exercise of his will, he has set his course, and on that course he will stay, as if guided by an automatic pilot. If blown off course for a moment by some adverse wind, he will surely return again, as by a as by a secret bent of the soul. The hidden motions of the Spirit we are working in his favor, and the stars in their courses fight for him. He has met his life problem at its center, and everything else must follow along.
0: Let no one imagine that he will lose anything of human dignity by the voluntary sellout of his all to his God. He does not by this degrade himself as a man. Rather, he finds his right place of high honor as one made in the image of his Creator. His deep disgrace lie in his moral uh, derangement, his unnatural usurption of the place of God. His honor will be proved by restoring again that stolen throne. In exalting God over all, he finds his own highest honor upheld. Anyone who might feel reluctant to surrender his will to the will of another should remember Jesus' words. Whoever commits sin is the slave of sin. We must, of necessity be a servant to someone either to God or to sin the sinner prides himself on his independence completely overlooking the fact that he is the weak slave of the sins that rule his members the man who surrenders to Christ exchanges a cruel slave driver to a kind and gentle master whose yoke is easy and whose burden is light made as we were in the image of God we scarcely find it strange to take again our God uh, as our all. We scarcely find it strange to take again our God as our all. God was our original habit and our heart our hearts cannot but feel at home when they enter again that ancient and beautiful abode. I hope it is clear that there is logic behind God's claim to preeminence. That place is um, that place is His by every right in earth or heaven. When we take ourselves the place that is His, the whole course of our lives get out, gets out of joint. Nothing will or can restore order until our hearts make the great decision, God shall be exalted above. Those that honor me, I will honor, said God, once to a priest of Israel, and that ancient law of the kingdom stands today unchanged by the passing of time or the changes of uh, dispensation. Dispensation. The whole Bible and every page of history <laughs> proclaim the perpetuation of that law. The one that serves me will my father honor, said our Lord Jesus, trying in the old uh, with the new and revealing the essential unity of his ways with men. I'll let you continue. Sometimes the
1: best way to see a thing is to look at its opposite. Eli and his sons are placed in the priesthood with the stipulation that they honor God in their lives and ministrations. This this they fail to do, and God sends Samuel to announce the consequences. Unknown to Eli, this law of reciprocal honor has been all the while secretly working. And now the time has come for the judgment to fall. Hophni and Phinehas, the degenerate priests, fall in battle. The wife of Hophni dies in childbirth. Israel flees before her enemies. The ark of God is captured by the Philistines. And the old man Eli falls backward and dies of a broken neck. Thus, stark, utter tragedy uh, followed upon Eli's failure to honor God. Now set over against this almost any Bible character who honestly tried to glorify God in his earthly walk. See how God winked at weaknesses and overlooked failures as he poured upon his servants grace and blessing untold. Let it be Abraham, Jacob, David, Daniel, Elijah, or whom you will. Honor followed honor as harvest the seed. The man of God set his heart to exalt God above all. God accepted his intention as fact and acted accordingly. Not perfection, but holy intention made the difference. In our Lord Jesus Christ, this law was seen in simple perfection. In his lowly manhood, he humbled himself and gladly gave all glory to his Father in heaven. He sought not his own honor, but the honor of God who sent him. If I honor myself, he said on one occasion, my honor is nothing, it is my father that honoreth me. So far had the proud Pharisees departed from this law that they could not understand one who honored God at his own expense. I honor my father, said Jesus to them, and ye do dishonor me. Another saying of Jesus, and a most disturbing one, was put in the form of a question. How can ye believe which receive honor one f- one of another? And seek not the honor that cometh from God alone. If I understand this correctly, Christ taught here that the alarming doctrine, uh, here the alarming doctrine that the desire for honor among men made belief impossible. Is this sin at the root of religious unbelief? Could it be that those Intellectual difficulties which man blame for their inability to believe are but smoke screens to conceal the real cause that lies beneath them. Was it this greedy desire for honor from man that made men into Pharisees and Pharisees into deicides? Is this the secret back of religious self-righteousness and empty worship? I believe it may be. The whole course of the life is upset by failure to put God where he belongs. We exalt ourselves instead of God, and the curse follows. In our desire after God, let us keep always in mind that God also hath desire. And his desire is toward the sons of men, and more particularly toward those sons of men who will make the once and for all decision to exalt him over all. Such as these are precious to God above all treasures of earth or sea. In them, God finds a theater where he can display his exceeding kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. With them, God can walk unhindered. Toward them, he can act like the God he is. In speaking thus, I have one fear. It is that I may conceive the mind before God can win the heart. Or sorry, I can convince the mind. Before God can win the heart. For this, God above all position is one not easy to take. The mind may approve it while not having the consent of the will to put it into effect. While the imagination races ahead to honor God, the will may lag behind and the man never guess how divided his heart is. The whole man must make the decision before the heart can know any real uh, satisfaction. God wants us all, and he will not rest until he gets us all. No part of the man will do. Let us pray over this in detail, throwing ourselves at God's feet and meaning everything we say. No one who prays thus in sincerity need wait long for tokens of divine acceptance. God will unveil his glory before his servant's eyes, and he will place all his treasures at the disposal of such a one. For he knows that his honor is safe, in such consecrated hands. O God, be thou exalted over my possessions. Nothing of earth's treasures shall seem dear unto me if only thou art glorified in my life. Be thou exalted over my friendships. I am determined that thou shalt be above all, though I must stand deserted and alone in the midst of the earth. Be thou exalted above my comforts though it mean the loss of bodily comforts and the carrying of heavy crosses i shall keep my vow made this day before thee be thou exalted over my reputation make me ambitious to please thee even if uh, as a result i must sink to uh, sink into obscurity and my name be forgotten as a dream rise o oh lord into thy proper place of honor above my ambition above my likes and dislikes, above my family, my health, and even my life itself. Let me decrease that thou mayest increase. Let me sink that thou mayest rise above. Ride forth upon me as thou didst ride into Jerusalem, mounted upon the humble little beast, a colt, the foal of an ass. And let me hear the children cry to thee, Hosanna in the highest. Amen. 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 Jeez Louise, bro. Tozer, that Tozer goes hard, bro.
0: No doubt. Jeez, bro.
2: Could this be the root of self-righteous, empty worship?
1: Can I just first highlight that it was hard for me to read the end of that prayer? Because in my, on my, uh, Book, the only word that I have highlighted, well, I have some other words highlighted, but I just <laughs> randomly highlighted the word ass
0: there, <laughs> it says the fall of an ass. When did you do that? I have no idea, but... Sometime <laughs> in the past few years, not like, it wasn't like this read-through? It wasn't this read-through. It just I just had an immature so bent, funny. you know? <laughs> Classic. Oh... <Jeez. laughs> uh,
1: Man, this one this one like the rest hits me really hard, you know? It's uh he he has a way of of getting down to the nitty-gritty and just kind of calling us out. Like he calls himself out, I think, but like because he's doing that, he, he's good at calling the reader out, you know? Like don't let your mind go out and get ahead of of your actual like heart yeah. and your actions. Your your whole self has to be surrendered to God. Yeah. He can't it, he'll he won't receive you in part he can only receive you in whole. Yeah. And so like he's saying like you've got to surrender everything. And then he even walks through like so many of the things that hold us back that we want comfort, that we want friendship, that we want uh we want to please our family. Like he he walks through all the things that hold us back from uh our ambition, you know, like selfish ambitions, wanting to make something of ourselves, wanting our name to be known and our name to be made great. Yeah, it's uh if we'll listen to it, it will it can change our lives. <laughs> also, like how he makes sure to highlight, though, that like there's no deeper joy found uh, than when we're able to be with God in this way. Yeah. And he's saying, mm-hmm. like, if we can really press into this and surrender in this way, then we won't have to wait around for God to uh, to reveal himself or to give us like token religious whatever. Like that God will reveal himself, you know, uh, and that that's where the the beauty of all of it is. Yeah, what do you guys see with your first response? I think uh the,
2: the part that seems so like overtly like practical to me was I mean yeah, was the one where he's talking about the Pharisees and how they became a word that was hard to pronounce. Deicides, and now that I'm thinking about it, like a deicide is like a a god killer, like a yes, like a genocide is a killer of an entire generation, and a yes. deity is a god, and like the Pharisees were god
1: killers. The, the gods are killed by religiousness,
2: man. Which is like obviously like we can't we can't kill God, and Jesus is already slain and everything, but like I do believe that we can severely severely like hinder uh like spiritual advancement and progression in our generation and in our ministry and in the people around us and our families mm-hmm. by the way that we live or or don't live, you know. Uh yeah. So the this paragraph, I guess it's page one oh seven if you're in a book, one oh six, one oh seven was um how can, how can you believe and receive honor of one another and not seek the honor that cometh from God alone? If I understand this correctly, Christ taught here the alarming doctrine that the desire for honor among men makes belief impossible. It is... Oh, is this sin at the root of religious unbelief? Could it be that those intellectual difficulties, which men blame for their inability to believe, those those are just smoke screens to conceal the real cause that lies behind them. In other words, like people that are like, well, God just doesn't make sense in this way or this way or this way that toes saying like, there's definitely something way deeper than just intellectual, intellectual problems and like trying to make sense of God. It's that they're, they're unwilling to like recognize God as Lord and like,
1: yeah Un- unwilling to recognize god as lord uh i think he's saying that it's attached to honor yes because they they want to be they want to be seen as smart right and so if they can't uh comprehend then they just they don't want to acknowledge it at all cuz they want to be able to comprehend right. and show so if there.
2: they if they hand over their intellectualism like then then they're like automatically uh removing mm-hmm. any any of their own ability to like receive honor for what they've figured out or any high and lofty thinking. Now that's just squandered because they have to give all that to the Lord because it's all in God already. Yes. Someone else has already figured it out. So the glory can't be theirs whenever they're choosing to, to honor a God that takes all of the glory.
1: Yes. Or if, even if they figure something out like clever or new, uh, that would be doing it for the glory of God, Right. right? Which is like which is definitely antithetical to like a lot of our nature. A lot of us are a lot of us we want glory. We want we want to be recognized. We want honor from other people. Yes. Right. Uh especially in intellectual circles it seems that people people want to publish something that will blow up, that will make them yeah. known, you yeah. know? Man. So smoke screens, smoke screens are interesting to think about, huh? That like that people will throw out like People will throw out, well, here's here's my problem. It's an intellectual mm-hmm. difficulty, or here's my problem. It's this or that. But it's interesting how we we're so good at deception as human beings that we can even deceive ourselves, yeah. and we can we can do that. But also, we're good at deception, so we'll deceive others by throwing out a smoke screen. Yeah, you know that like. But if we really got down to the core of it, behind that smoke, there's something, there's something more real that's going on that can't be seen. You know, and yeah. he's calling out one of them here. That's pretty cool.
2: Tozer yeah. says that living that way will turn you into a god killer.
0: That's yeah. like so yeah, tough. Yeah, that's big words. Um, I think one thing that stood out to me in the chapter, um, like initial response. I think just the uh the proper relation that cannot be compromised is is Lord. King yeah. and I think so often uh for a lot a lot a large part of my life like that was just Christian to me. Yeah. Lord. Um yes. and but coming to learn oh Lord means king, yes. Lord means master, ruler, yes, like that I am a servant of uh of of God. Uh I think that whenever I see my obviously like God is so many things to us, uh Jesus calls us brother, friend, like he's the bridegroom. Um, But the thing that cannot be compromised is Lord. And I feel like a lot of times in our culture, that's what gets compromised is Lord. And I was even thinking about like the most, and this is kind of crazy to me, it's kind of like upside down and it's not necessarily spoken about here in the chapter, but the most authoritative men that I know. Don't compromise with Jesus being their Lord, and so it's like they have submitted themselves to Christ. Yet they walk in the most authority. Yeah. And so it's like whenever I try and like make authority myself, yes, it's meaningless. And yes. at the end of the day, I have none. Yes. But whenever I submit myself to Christ, like I've seen so many great men do, like they are granted and walk in mm-hmm. like a much greater authority than like anything I've ever seen. So. For sure.
1: Thank you, Lord. yeah, 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 and th- what's beautiful about it is if they're really submitting themselves to Christ, then they've 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 let go of a desire for authority, oh yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying, so like they're receiving it in freedom, and like their heart isn't isn't twisted by it, you know, yeah, uh, if you're seeking
0: authority, you'll never find it,
1: yes, yeah, or you'll find it it' yeah. be in the wrong kingdom, you know, like yeah, there's a bunch of wicked people that have authority, but they rule by fear, you know. Uh and that's no and their souls are rotting, you know, like mm-hmm. uh but but in the kingdom, especially if you're seeking authority in the kingdom or you're seeking position in the kingdom, uh the the law of God is that he opposes the proud, but he exalts the humble. Yeah. So the one who's not one who's not willing to bow his knee to him, uh, will be opposed, you know. No doubt. But the word says over and over again. Well, sweet. Well those are some good first thoughts. Uh we're gonna take a short break. You might hear some delicious guitar plucking happening. I don't know what you're gonna hear. Kevin will decide that.
0: Maybe one day we'll mix it up. I don't know. <laughs>
1: and uh, but we're gonna take a short intermission. We'll come back and, and try to give a more general overview. I think we've hit a lot of a lot of the big stuff already, just from our, our first responses. But we'll come back and make sure that we're uh, we're taking a a general approach. So love you guys. We'll see you in not long.
0: Welcome back to the podcast. You didn't go anywhere, neither did we.
1: Yep, and good thing you stayed because while you were gone, we figured out all of the answers to this chapter and life. So we're about to reveal the mysteries of the universe to you. You are
0: about to be elevated in the mind. (laughs) (laughs) No, we were just praying
1: and saying, Lord, we need you. Really, our desire in this stuff isn't to have a bunch of like really heady conversations that are kind of high and lofty. Yeah we we want this stuff to change your lives the way that it's changed our lives yeah. uh and w- our lives are still being changed by it even as we read through it this time all of us no have doubt. read this book before uh but our lives are still being changed from it and this chapter is challenging he specifically calls out uh things that have kept us from god and so yeah kevin uh kevin had a good a good point of like let's just start with the basics like what is the creator creature
0: yeah yeah, let's take a step back and just sort of have some defining of relations. So what would you guys say what is the what is the true uh creator creature relation? First of all, what who's the creature?
2: The critter, the creature? I think the critters are us. Uh so if you go back to Genesis and you look at whenever God created, which makes him the creator, you see him creating the garden and like creating this incredibly immaculate place with perfect provision and protection and
0: <laughs> pierce had a crazy
2: yawn pierce is being silently distracting <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you ever man. just want to
1: pop your jaw and your jaw starts dancing? <laughs> you know, that's what happened. It I was thought like, he was
2: like making fun of me in the corner of my eyes. Like, <laughs> no, <is> man. <laughs> no,
1: I was just like, my, I had to yawn and then my jaw started popping. and I was like, ooh, that feels oh, good, and then it started. Like, so pop God, my jaw. God
2: created, <laughs> God created the uh, the garden, and He created the, the perfect place for perfect provision, protection. Perfect plan for procreation and a bunch of other things that start with P's that perfectly take care of Adam and Eve, the and people. Adam and Eve That's being po- being like the critters, the the creatures, the creatures. that we're talking about. And so, yeah, Adam and Eve, uh, Ad, Adam and Eve. If we look at their uh, their narrative and the story that goes along with them and what happened, we can see kind of the beginning of the human condition that that Tozer ends up oh, talking wow. about.
0: <laughs> Pierce just poured the rest of his coffee into his I told him coffee. to do that
2: yesterday. That was an honoring thing. Amen.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think I think it's just a really interesting like perspective to use the word creature um, to reply to us, because I've never really heard anyone call me a creature yes. before, um, but it does have a direct relation to creator, and yes. I've never noticed that until yes. Tozer.
1: The one who is created is what a creature is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have never noticed that until, like, Tozer. So what is—sorry, I got really distracted. So you may have already talked about this, but what is the, like, the true relationship, uh, like, between God and man?
1: So when God made us, he made us in his image. Okay. Uh, and he put us in a garden, and he said, I want you—and uh, the garden was awesome. He said, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. I want you to take dominion over the earth. So there was a— uh, but, but he said, but don't do this. Like, there was a relationship where we, we trusted in him for what was good and bad, mm-hmm. and we bore his image and gave him glory. Like, that every act that we would enact on the earth, while taking dominion over the earth and caring for it, mm-hmm. uh, and while caring for the animals with the things that we'd been mandated to do and, and being fruitful and multiplying, every act that we would do in his image was going to give him glory, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and every glorious thing that we would do would... would would glorify him, you know. Yeah, and we would en- we would enjoy it too, you know, and he would enjoy it.
0: Yeah, wow. But we but the stipulation being that we would trust him in uh, yes. in what was good and what was bad. Yes. Um. So then, wh- how how are the ways that the because he talks about um mm. us falling like leaving that relationship? So what are the ways that we get that twisted um, that we mess up that relationship
1: uh we leave that relationship whenever we we start to just do what we want to do right uh that in its core is us deciding this over here is good for me this over here is bad for me mm-hmm. right and like that's what the tree of the tree of the knowledge of good and bad is what we took from to f- to to bring ourselves out of the garden and it's what we take from now to bring ourselves out of an internal garden that Jesus has made available to us. Yeah. We take from it. And even those of us who proclaim Christianity, he makes the statement like, yeah, there are millions. There, there are billions that proclaim the name Christianity, but not not that many call him Lord, mm-hmm. really. Right. And and all of those that would say Lord with their mouth, uh, you, all you have to do is examine their life for a little bit. And you'll see quickly, no, Jesus wasn't really their Lord. Mm-hmm. You have to just make a choice between God and money, God and, God and selfish ambition, yes, God and God and X, right? Like any of these are the things, and and the one who may be proclaiming with their mouth, Jesus is Lord, with their life they're saying, Nah, but I like money more, or I like I like yeah. my own plans that I have for my life more, right? Or I like comfort more, uh, and so he's really saying like, you can you can talk all you want, but your life is what really talks. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, what does your life say? Well, it doesn't say that Jesus is Lord of your life. You're probably Lord of your life or you're making something else. Lord, he said something has to be Lord. Right. Yeah. And it can be you. But but really, when you think it's you, he says anyone that sins partakes in sins, the sin is is that he is a slave to sin. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be a slave to something. Right. Why not be a slave to a good master who doesn't leave us as a slave, but calls us up to be sons. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really interesting uh, what you are saying earlier. And Tozer says, much of our dignity as seeking Christians stems from our unwillingness to take God as he is and adjust our lives accordingly. Um, we insist upon trying to modify him to bring him nearer to our, to our own image. Mm. And so just like what you're saying of like um, we can proclaim things about God um but yet rather than us changing uh we've modified him like instead of us changing and modifying the way we live or um laying down the things that we desire uh we can in a way like justify or modify yes um in our relationship with god and that takes him down from the throne yes whenever we like modify that and not just yes. obey as as a servant master. Yeah, a lot right. of us
1: are very willing to call him Savior, mm. but not many of us are willing to call him Lord yeah. with our lives. We're grateful that he died for our sins, right? Mm-hmm. But but then we say, no, thanks for that, but I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm telling you, man, like if you'll examine your life, like you may, you may be someone who's listening to this saying, no, I'm a Jesus follower, but if you'll examine your life, then you'll find areas where you've chosen to decide for yourself what mm. you want to do, what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is bad. Yeah. So it's calling us to a real surrender here to restore mm. to the right to to put ourselves in the rightful place that we are the creature and that he is the creator. Mm. That he is the dictator of what is right and wrong, that he knows what we were made for. I have a good friend who had a radical, radical transformation to mm-hmm. follow Jesus, one of the most radical I've ever seen. Uh, this guy this guy read the Bible in two months, read it super quickly. And he came from a, a life that was like he wasn't really trying to follow God at all. Uh, whenever he read through Genesis and read about the Creator creating the creature, all the creatures but mankind, what he said is, I can't be the potter and the clay. Mm. Oh, wow it nailed me. He's yeah. like I can't create myself. Man. Whatever God has made me to be, that's what I'm going to submit myself to Man. be. Wow. I can't be the potter and the clay. And so like that's what but but, but we're like pieces of clay trying to flex ourselves into a certain yeah. form, you know? And and the 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 and even like imagine making a piece making a bowl and then and then that bowl saying uh no, I'm actually uh I'm actually a vase. Put some flowers in me or no? Mm-hmm. I'm actually uh, I'm a plate, you know? Yeah, It's like, no, that's not what I made you for. And the bowl's like, no, screw you. I'm going to go be a plate. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, but it's like God made each one of us, yeah. and he mm-hmm. knows us. And, like, the thing, the thing that the enemy gets us with is that we don't really trust him and that we're too prideful to let, to let go of the reins of our lives. He gets us with that, that mm-hmm. we say, but what if God won't give me what I want? Well, who who are you to even know what's best for you? You know, in the in the grand scheme of things, like our lifetimes are max, you know, like a hundred years, most likely more, like eighty years, seventy years, and like look at look at the expanse of history. Who are we, and how how could we really know? But God looks at us, and He sees His beautiful creation. Cre- his creation, He sees this beautiful creature made in His image, and He knows I made Kevin for this in my world to bless the earth that i created i made kevin for this in my kingdom to bless the people uh that i've created you know but each one of us we can we can rebel and do our own thing as long as we're outside of that proper place though if we try to make ourselves the potter instead of the clay mm. as long as we're outside of that place we're going to find ourselves in strife and in hustle and in worry and in anxiety it's all the things that the bible talks about is it's, it's in that kingdom mm. And and we're gonna find ourselves never at rest, never at peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when we are restored, we find ourselves in a place of peace, find ourselves at rest, and we find ourselves in the Garden of Eden. And Eden uh, means delight, or pleasure. Mm-hmm. And we find ourselves taking deep delight in the Lord. I've I've experienced it.
2: Yeah. So if I'm just a bull that God created, then. I just sit here and I just get used whenever he wants to use me, Uh, right? Like, uh, there's something about like that, like allegory or something that I'm not saying it's flawed, but I'm saying that we can expound. There is an authority that God gave Adam and Eve in the garden that is dominion or like authority to, to subdue the earth and, and to make it um, to make it inhabitable and, and like to, to take care of and be good stewards of what's in what's in front of them. And so God entrusts them now with the ability to make their own decisions. And so it's not like they were puppets. They were they were like entrusted children to do mm. to do what the father did, to do as the father had taught them to do and to yes. to take care of what what they what they, what they would call theirs or or what they would call gods and so um, as i look at my life like or we look at our lives in in practice if we say that god god is a creator and we're made in his image and he's given us dominion like we have an ability to create we have an ability i'm thinking a lot of uh, the character and nature of god by by winky And yeah, Winky Prattney, and he has this chapter where he's talking a lot about the the way that we get to be creators because God is creator and He's created us in His image, and so the way that He spoke things into existence, we have the ability with our tongues, with our mouths, with the way that we speak and honor people or or whatever that we get to speak things into existence. Not hey cup, be filled with coffee, but That would be awesome. I would love to be able to speak coffee into existence. But, like, I can speak, like, affirmation into someone. And I can create... um,
0: New identity. Yes,
2: I can create new identity. I can create uh, new circumstances for people um, by the authority that God has given me to act in his spirit. To, like, to do anything that anyone would ask in his name, it will be given to them. And in, in his name, like in God's nature in in the things that God is trying to do as it fo- as it follows uh, the mind of of Christ, as he's like trying to restore the earth back to the garden. Anything we would do in his name, it will be given to us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we have the ability and now the authority to enact that same garden peace, that same garden provision, that same. Uh, that same identity that Adam and Eve would have is like this perfect relation with God. Anytime we want to speak that into existence, God is like, yeah, yeah, all the authority for that. Do whatever you can do to make that happen. And that is incredibly empowering to yeah. me. Yeah.
1: yeah so, so it can go both ways though, right? Like God has lovingly given us a choice to speak whatever we want and mm, do yes. whatever we want. And so Look at what we created. Look at this world and how awesome it is, right? Yeah. Nope. No, 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 no. Do you no. see what? I, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, and and the thing is, there are there are great things about the world, yeah, and there are also no terrible things about the world, yeah. about the way that we have we have formed this world, right, as mankind. And so, it's it's it because we as mankind are a mixed bag, right? Mm-hmm. We like like if you hang around me for long, then you're gonna see some terrible things in me. My hope is also that you would see some gr- some great things yeah. in me too. That you s- we see s- some things that were put there by God, right? Yeah. It's the same thing in the world, and so now because we are choosing like autonomy for ourselves, like w- we are we are we're in some ways uh, like innovating and doing great things and doing awesome things <laughs> in the world, and you're like, oh, that's the image of God, you know? And then in other ways, we're just destroying things, <laughs> yes. you know? And we're like, yes. maybe not things. the image of God, you yeah. know? Uh, and so I think I think it's important to note, like, that we have a choice. I'll say this, like, when you said, "Coffee be in my cup," you know, like, that's probably not going to happen. Right. But I'll say this: the most potent, uh, I've I've seen this enact itself most potently in believers who are who are submitting themselves under the will of God. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen believers say, like, 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 "Be healed in Jesus' name." Right and then and then and then people are getting healed and i'm like no what doubt. in the world and it's changing yeah. my whole yeah. view of god and of the bible and i'm like no this stuff that i read in the bible isn't isn't just for two thousand years ago like god is still doing that stuff yes. right and and i wish i could say like that i saw that happen every day but i don't right but i've seen it happen no and, I, and it's when people are submitting themselves under the will of god and it's like that that creativity that he's given us is like so much more potent when we're submitted to Him and we're not off being rebellious and rampant. With right. It. We can still create, but I believe a, a, a someone who is most submitted to the Creator is going to be the most creative. Like artistically, yes, and and like with what they produce out of their lives, yes, they'll bear much fruit. Mm-hmm. But even even in this way of like the the way that God did the miraculous, uh, I believe that we can we can we're also like also like you know, in yeah. that, but it, it only comes with submission. Like when yeah. people try to harness this stuff out of pride and trying to glorify themselves, I think is when stuff gets real twisted up.
0: No doubt. No doubt. So it is a partnership. It is. Yes. Um, But at the same time, God holds the authority and he yes. sets the boundaries and he sets the direction of yes. the partnership. Um. I had a thought and then it slipped. Can um, I give
1: some personal testimony to this stuff? Yeah,
0: please.
1: So the prayer at the end, I'm going to read it again. Uh, and because it really, it really hit me, really challenged me, and also really resonated with me, um, I'm going to read it again. He says, and I'm going to, I'm going to take breaks to translate the these and the thys. You know, he says, "Oh God, be thou exalted over my possessions. Nothing of earth's treasures shall seem dear unto me, if only thou art glorified in my life. Be thou exalted over my friendships. I am determined." that thou shalt be above all, though I must stand deserted and alone in the midst of the earth, be thou exalted over my comforts. Though it mean the loss of bodily comforts and the carrying of a heavy cross, I shall keep my vow made this day before thee, be thou exalted over my reputation, Make make me ambitious to please thee, even if as a result I must sink into obscurity and my name be forgotten as a dream. Okay, so then he he, he continues on with uh, with more of a list of things that he wants God to be exalted over. But he calls these four out in specific. He says, over my possessions, uh, over my friendships, over my comforts, uh, over my reputation. So over my possessions, like this is kind of the most tangible thing that we put over God. Because these are the things that are right in front of us. You know, it's like these are the mm. these are the solid objects that we can touch and that we can feel and then that we will tend to like hold on to because they're they're easier to see and to touch and to feel than yeah. God is, right? Yeah. Or they seem that way to us. And so he says, Nothing is a treasure to me mm. other than uh other than that you mm. would be glorified in my life. You know, it's like letting go of all of it. Just saying like I don't care if I have nothing, if I'm just a, a poor man like yeah. If you're glorified in my life, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, we can say that, can't we? But, like, to actually surrender in that way and then to be okay if God called you to give away all of your possessions. Yeah. Would you be okay with that? Hmm. I don't know. I hope I would be. God, I commit that to you right now. Be thou exalted over my friendships. I'm determined that thou shalt be above all, though I must stand deserted and alone in the midst of the earth. Be exalted over my friendships. What do y'all think he's trying to get at when he's praying that part of the prayer? Do we exalt friendships over God? I find it hard
2: to to think about necessarily from like. I feel like all my friends like love God more more than me. You know what I mean? Like, it's a blessing. I, li- I live in a I live in an incredible community and i've like committed my like kind of my vocation to like serving serving the lord alongside people that are trying to love him as hard as they can you know and so this one may be a little hard to wrap my mind around but also like this makes me think think back to what we were talking about earlier with like seeking honor from men and yeah and like even around those people in my life like i can i can the only person that I should be, like, seeking affirmation from in, like, who I am as a man is God, and, or people speaking, like, speaking the identity that the Lord would have for me over me, and so, yeah, yeah. so I don't need to, it, my friends aren't the ones that that establish me, and, like, would I really be okay if it were just me and God, like, would I really be okay if it were just me and God? in like alone in the earth would I be fine like if I was dessert if I was dessert like that and like this prayer is like Lord I will live that way like I will live as if it's just me and you because like you're the you're the sole focus of my existence
1: yes yeah who's your best friend Kevin who'd you say
0: Pierce Williams uh uh honestly like my wife Holly that's good um, yeah. second best, maybe Sam Chavez, my best man. Yeah, that's but, good. Um, that's
1: good. Those are two good people. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So when I asked myself that question, I had a, a couple people come to mind. Um, the thing that I want that I want my answer to be, honestly from my heart, would would be, and not like from a cheesy Sunday <laughs> yeah, school yeah. like Jesus holy answer. I really want my answer to be Jesus. No yeah. doubt. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but it wasn't at first. Like, my first answer was a couple of people in my mm-hmm. life. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah. You know, like, I want to, I want you to be exalted over all of those friendships to where, like, for one, you are my best friend, but also that they don't have sway over me. You are my king. You know, like, yeah. the one who has sway over me is you, you know? And, like, uh, and, and if it came down to just me and you, then I'm okay with that. Like, right. there's something in, like, being satisfied by him and him alone. And I think that that enriches every friendship, too. Mm-hmm. You yeah, because like you're
0: not dependent on, on your friends for your happiness. Yes,
1: yeah. And you're you're each friendship, you're going in ready to give yeah. rather than going in to take. And now a lot of people would tell you that it's a give and take. But what I would encourage you is you can go in and give. When Jesus yeah. came to the earth, yeah, he, he pretty did. much just gave. Yeah, just gave. And, like, there's a few yeah. little instances that they make me cry now when I read them there's a few little instances where people would give back to Jesus. Like when the woman comes and anoints his his feet, Mm. that nails me. Because I'm like, man, you're here giving everything. And like finally someone is here to bless you. Yeah. Yeah. And like even like whenever he's on the cross and the man sticks up for him, like the one man is ridiculing him beside him, Mm -hmm. the other man sticks up for him. That nailed me the other day when I was reading. Because I'm like, like, oh, what an honor Mm. it would have been to have been able to be that man to like to be able to to minister to jesus and to bless him in even a small way in his time of greatest need you know but jesus just came not expecting to receive at all he came to give to give to give and as christians we are to set our course after him he is the pioneer the perfecter the Mm -hmm. author of faith and so, I'm setting my course after him now that would be impossible every relationship like like I'm sure that you know psychologists i'm 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 certainly not one of those and all this stuff, and I don't even really know what they would say but but i I kind of expect, oh yeah, relationships are a give and a take, and you need to be weary of unhealthy relationships and all this stuff and I'm sure that there's there's good wisdom to be taken from that, yeah. but that certainly can't be exalted over the truth of the word, mm-hmm. which is Jesus came not for himself, yeah but for others, self-sacrificially. And every friendship that he had, he was the giver. The only way he was able to do that is because he received everything he needed from his father. He received it from the father. And so there's a friendship that can be found in God that it it, it might cost you all of your friendships in a way, but in another way, it also will enrich every relationship and every friendship in your life to where you are the best friend that you could ever be. Because Jesus is the best friend ever, and you're living like him. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. And then it's, you'll find yourself yeah. with more
2: friends than you know what to do with. It sounds like paradise whenever you are you live in a place that everybody is just giving. Everybody's giving. No one's taking. What if everyone lived this way? Yeah. Like, we would live in the—we would live in the—that would be the new Jerusalem. That would be the end. That yes. would be the restored earth. Whenever everyone is just living in a way of re- receiving everything they need from the Lord— and then just honoring each other around them, serving everyone around them. Yes. Like no, it's not about me. If everyone's living that way, then in turn, everyone ends up receiving more than they ever would have had if they were just trying to take for themselves. Just really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. that's the dream.
1: So this so this is this is kind of where even like my own personal testimony comes in. And I'd say that like kinda this is where it gets hard for me, like kind of testimonies of God's goodness in my life sometimes are hard for me to talk about because like I don't want it when when God has blessed me I'm also not trying to I'm not I definitely don't want to tell any of these stories in a way that would bring glory to me mm-hmm. it would be to bring glory to God right but I just want to be honest about this thing when I first started following Jesus uh what I said to God is if it's just me and you then that's fine with me and you know what it costs me friendships yeah I I started following Jesus. People realized that I wasn't down to, like, kind of party and do the things that I was doing before. And I would be—I've told this in my testimony, if you've ever been around me. And I try to tell this so that people see, like, Jesus is all you need, you know. But I would be by myself on a Friday night at home, right? Mm -hmm. But what happened is God was filling me. God was restoring me. God was— making me complete in such a way that every time I would go to school, I was so glad to be there so that I could love the people around me. And I I was walking through my halls asking God, like, how can I bless these people? How can I love these people? And I was asking God, like, help me to remember these names that are in front of me. Right. And like, you know how it is in high school. There's kind of a hierarchy of like, well, this Mm -hmm. person's cool. This person's not. This person's good at this, good at that. And it's foolish, but it's there. Yeah, Yeah. And so. God helped me to just not care about any of that crap. And that's what that's what led to me losing all those friends because I was just didn't care about that stuff. But what ended up happening is he gave me an abundance of friends because he was helping me to love people. Yes. And so by the end of it, there was a... So this is the part that I have a really hard time talking about because it, I don't want it to, to sound the wrong way, but... Our senior year, we do this thing called uh, Mr. and Mrs. CHS, you know, like, it's like the classic high school, like, (laughs) it's it's essentially just a popularity (laughs) contest, you know, like, of like, you're not, you're not being voted on any kind of merit. It's just like, is it like like,
0: prom king and queen? Exactly. It's like,
1: we didn't have a prom king and queen. This is kind of what that was, Mr. and Mrs. CHS. And so it came down to, uh, it honestly came down to me and my two, like, my two best friends Mm -hmm. is a guy named Pete and a guy named Dominique. Uh, and I honestly didn't expect like Pete was class president, you know mm-hmm. I didn't expect any kind of uh I didn't expect it yeah but but what's cool is that God had opened me up to be a giver a giver in friendship, you know, yeah. and even though i didn't I wasn't like around and like at these parties and different stuff like that, like uh, I ended up being elected as mm-hmm. this thing where it was like, no God, I thought that I surrendered all of my I surrendered popularity. I surrendered my name right. being known because he gets down to that later. Like even if my name goes into obscurity, I surrendered all that stuff. But then God was like, "No, but if you if you live in love, like people people re- respond to that, and like mm-hmm. there's a redeemed version of of popularity. Yeah. Uh, and, then I, and and I think I see Jesus living in that when people would come by the thousands to come and see him. And hear him speak, right? Mm-hmm. And he would, he would, you know, well, you know all the stories, you know. Thomas, he would be like, "Eat my flesh, drink my blood," you know, like. <laughs> yeah. But but it's like I'm crazy. But, but it would be like there was something about him that was like, man, this guy really loves, you know. Yeah. And I think that if we, but but it can't, yeah, that can't come unless there's a real, real surrender of lordship of I don't care of God. If I had no friends other than you. That's fine with me if that's what yeah. you want, you uh-huh. know? And yeah. in that, sometimes God will give something back to you in freedom, right? Yeah.
0: But it's not but it's no longer inherent for like your identity or yes, who right. you are. Yes. And if you're going the same thing's true, like what you're saying with everything else we've been talking about, if you're going after being voted prom king, um and uh and so you're like trying to follow these like as if they were steps to and gain something yes yeah. yes then you're going to be disappointed because yeah. you're gonna not going to have any friends <laughs> yes yeah. no exactly but if you and if you're going after jesus you're going to be totally happy because you yes. have jesus and people see through that stuff right like yeah. and that this is
1: what this is the wicked thoughts that come into our mind Though, like i hear people talk about this like oh i used to think like man i can't be seen associating with this person because this person's kind of cool right he's like a he's like a he's like a He's like a uh, six on the cool scale, and I I want to associate with everybody seven above on the cool scale, mm-hmm. you know, and like, but Jesus had removed all that garbage from right. my mind, and I was able to see the person in front of me and just try to love them, if they even if they weren't good looking or if they didn't have any attributes that the world like put as like uh, on a high on a high like value. It was like, no, forget all that. This is a person made in the image of God, and like, and you see people blossom whenever they're loved, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like. It's like God redeemed this, you know, and like and he receives all the glory for it because I can tell you who I would be without him. I would be a freaking punk without him. Sometimes I tell stories of like what the things that I did and said to people when I was in the seventh grade. Mm -hmm. I found the Lord in that summer after the seventh grade and I tell stories of it and I and I cringe, bro. I was a jerk. Mm -hmm. I was a jerk. What's that word that I highlighted? (laughs) (laughs) I was terrible, bro. And, like, I know that's who I would be without the Lord. I would be full of myself. I would be, like, only seeking, like, my benefit. It would be terrible, right? And, of course, I still have a flesh that deals with those things. But I'm telling you, man, like, God has God has done such a work in me that I'm grateful for. Like, I have no idea who I would be without him. He's done such a deep work in me. And, and because of that, like, I've been able to experience the blessing of the garden in different ways in my life, you know? Friendship is one of them. Yeah, he said, over comforts, that's another one. Like saying, Mm -hmm. God, I can end up, you can send me to the other side of the world, you can send me somewhere where there's no comfort, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, And in that, God takes care of me. He is my comfort. He Mm -hmm. is my friend. He is my treasure. If you're a
0: student, go on project.
1: Amen. Be thou exalted over my reputation. And this one is, I think we've got to listen to this one. Make me ambitious. And see, usually we're ambitious to to gain something for ourselves. Right. Caesar was an ambitious man. Is that um. what it says? What does
0: it say? What are you talking about? <laughs> that's, you know what I'm talking about? Caesar, Caesar was
1: an ambitious man. Doesn't it say that in like one of those poems? I don't know. That's from high school too. Um, <laughs> but be thou exalted. <laughs> he was ambitious, I'm sure. Make me ambitious uh, to please thee, even wow. if as a result I must sink into obscurity. And my name be forgotten as a dream. Amen. Wow. It is not about me. It's yeah. all about Jesus. Yeah. You, you, who's listening, let me let me give you some freedom right quick. It's not about you. Now that truth will free you from a lot of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not about you. And our ambition can't be to 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 benefit ourselves or to make our names known or to glorify mm-hmm. ourselves our ambition is supposed to be spent god has made us with ambition and like and made us like as people who like dream about like building things and all this stuff but our ambition is supposed to be spent glorifying him yes. and making his name known making it about him yeah and it doesn't matter if no one knows my name mm-hmm. or no one knows like uh great things that i've done yeah it's interesting. We were we were talking about uh, we were talking about a guy that I met uh, over the weekend this last weekend. And uh, I, without going into, into detail, he's responsible for like discipling a lot of people who have like made a massive difference in the kingdom of God, but no one knows his name. And I'm not going to tell it here because I'm not going to steal his treasure in heaven. No one knows his name. But I remember like feeling this thing in the spirit that was like, this is an incredibly rich man. Yeah. yeah, he lived in a rundown house, and like, and no one knows his name, right? His name's
0: Radagast. <laughs> it's yeah, the wizard from. Pierce kept saying he met a wizard. Because, <laughs> like his house like looked like a wizard's house. It yeah. like had
1: vines growing all over it, and like it had like a hobbit door out front with like a cool tree <laughs> emblem on it. It was a wizard's house, and there are yeah. birds all in it and around it, and and like flowers all around.
2: guess. the Christian wizard.
1: <laughs> yes. So, but no one knows his name, but he doesn't care. Yeah. Even yeah. while he was with us, he was proclaiming about himself. I'm just a fool. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm just a fool, and I'm just I'm just a fool, and and because of my background, I, I came from no money. I come came from a race that that in his he's like sixty, you know, and he's saying especially in my time, uh, he's in his sixties, maybe even seventies. Like, everyone discounted me, people that were of my race. Like, all this different stuff. I'm just a fool, and I should have no influence or authority. Yeah. But God has helped me. Like, and he can use you if you will surrender to him. But you have to surrender like this. Yes. It mm. can't be a halfway surrender. And you can't surrender and say, God, let's make a deal. If you make my life... Uh, yeah. If you make my life you know count for something, then I will surrender to you yeah. God, if you give me comfort then i 'll surrender to you there 's no deal made it 's yeah. a surrender of every right that you would ever mm-hmm. have yeah. i don 't have a right to comfort i i can be I can live in obscurity i don 't have a right to uh to ambition or to to anything to friends. I lay it all down mm-hmm. and God has blessed that guy right and and in the kingdom he 's made a massive difference and I believe his name. Jesus will make his, his name known in yeah. know, eternity if it's supposed to be no, more no. known. But surrendering ambition is hard. Can we finish the prayer? What? Can we finish the prayer? Yeah, let's do it. He says, rise, O Lord, into thy proper place of honor, above my ambitions, above my likes and dislikes, above my family, my health, and even life itself. Let me decrease that thou mayest increase. Let me sink that thou mayest rise above. Ride forth upon me as thou didst ride into Jerusalem, mounted upon the humble little beast, the foal of a donkey. And let me hear the children cry to thee. Hosanna in the highest. Hmm. Hosanna in the highest. The children, the unassuming children who don't they're not aware enough to be thinking about themselves. They're just, yeah. They're just in it. Yeah. And they're saying, "Hosanna in the highest. Praise be to God." Yeah. Yeah. So let's. Can we walk through this list? Above my yeah. ambitions, we just talked about that, right? Above my likes and dislikes. Mm. This one is one that I I see people interact with all the time. I don't like this thing. I dislike this thing. I don't like the way they do worship. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, like, and and I even, I even, people claim things about their personality as if, like, as if that's supposed to be something that God can't touch. Hmm. This is who I am. Yeah. Do you hear me? I'm a warrior. Mm-hmm. I just claim, don't like to talk to people.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's,
1: they claim, like, things about, well, this is just my personality, as if God can't touch that. Yeah. Do you not remember that, like, when you surrender to Jesus, it's a full surrender to to death, even death mm-hmm. on a cross, that you follow Jesus wow. into the crucifixion and that you are a new creation, you're made new. God, God if you are going to really surrender to him, now, if you want to be a nominal Christian who lives a life halfway in the kingdom, and I don't even know if that's really even possible. We can get into all the theology, but if, if you want to try to live like that, then feel free, but you're going to find worry and strife, and you're going to find yourself being torn apart because you're trying to go in two different directions. Yep. But mm. if you want to be a real follower of Jesus who says, you are my Lord and my King, then you can't claim anything as a like or a dislike. You don't have any right to claim a personality trait and stand your ground on it. Mm. It's surrendered to Jesus. Amen? Yeah. This one I think I'm passionate
0: about. <laughs> yeah, I think I hear yeah, people yeah. do this
1: all the time. Yeah, I don't want to come to
0: yeah. I don't want to come to service or be a part of the larger body because I don't like crowds. Stuff yes, like that.
1: come on, man! It limits you. It limits people. Yeah, and like, and and, and even beyond that, like yeah, people yeah, that yeah, are, yeah, People that are like trying to be in a place of leadership in the kingdom or of authority in the kingdom, and they're trying to like lead others, but they're like holding on to things like this. Like, yes. mm-hmm. this is my personality. This is what I like and what I don't like. Right. It's like. It's like, look, let's go back to the beginning of when yeah. you surrendered to Jesus. Now, did that really happen? Yeah. And if so, then, like, you can't say what you just said. Mm-hmm. Your personality is whatever Christ is. Like, that's who you are. That's who you're becoming, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I think that's a huge one, surrendering of above, putting him above my likes and dislikes, above my family. Mm-hmm. I got any, any words of wisdom on that? Shooty shoot. Shoot. You see this limit, people?
0: Oh yeah. How so? Uh, I was gonna be fascists and be like never. Yeah right. <laughs> um, uh, no man. I, th- pretty, I, mean, I th- pretty cool. Pretty good. I yeah. see
2: students all the time, and people are people. People are obviously we're trying to honor our father and mother, you know. Um, but there is a, uh, and this is probably only one as- aspect of it. But there is an approval that like. And I see it on from men. There's an approval from men that that like that I've struggled with. Not like I had a great dad. Like dad, if you're listening, what's up? Like you're a great dad. Uh, but like Neil, there's yeah. There's an approval. <laughs> there's an approval from men that like that I've like sought after because because my like earthly dad like like he would tell me he's proud of me and that he loves me but like I was still lacking something because I didn't I didn't know that God approved of who he made me to be. Yeah. And so like I was constantly in in family. Like there was this father there was this father thing messed up in my mind of like uh like having to get approval from man and it had to go back to like my family. It had to go back to like who are you in your family? Who uh how do you how, like what what at what position is God actually? Is he actually mm. your father? Mm. And is your dad actually your brother? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, w- But once everything got in line, it was like, for one,
1: my relationship with my actual According dad According to improved. the Bible, you are my mother and you are my brother. Exactly, mm. exactly. <laughs> Y'all are my mom. <laughs> Clean know. your are room. My- <laughs> go ahead, go ahead.
2: Are you my mom?
1: <laughs> uh,
2: what's cool, though, is aside from uh, like trying to make sense of it, what I'm trying to say is, once I got over trying to be a good son in, in front of authority mm-hmm. and like, be a good be a good boy that someone would say, like, oh, he doesn't get in trouble, and he's good at this, and he's good at this, and he looks good whenever he does this, and whatever. Stuff that moms would say, stuff that, that dads mm-hmm. would say. Mm-hmm. Once I got over that and, like, actually just started pursuing the Lord and started getting my affirmation of who I was yeah. in his eyes from him— My actual relationship with my parents has, and with my sisters, and Mm -hmm. my brothers in law, and my wife, Mm. they all increase because now I am who, and I'm interacting with and believing who God made me to be because I'm not actually receiving identity from my family. The identity that I receive from my family is my last name, Stevens. The rest of that comes from like being a Christian, being made in the image of God, and having his
1: name. Yeah. And you have a leg up because you got some very like, you got some, some you got some people and you got your family's following Jesus. Yes. And so you you did receive a lot of Jesus no stuff through them. No doubt. But at the end of the day, it's not generated from them. Yeah, that's not family tradition. That's yeah. kingdom tradition. Yes.
2: And praise God that I have a family that has decided to live that way. Or parents that or grandparents that decided, like, no, we're gonna live this way, you know. Yeah. Shout out Stevens. Yeah, no doubt. Shout out Carl and Janelle. Thank you. I know Big you're listening.
1: Call. I know you're listening. Up there. Janelle. Amen. Hey, uh, let's finish this bad boy. Are we doing good on time, Kevin? No, nah, we're probably way over. I don't think <laughs> I ever keep track. So. Ha-ha! Let's go, Kai Alpha. We got
0: unlimited online, so. Dude, right.
1: unlimited. Well, let's just keep rolling. <laughs> uh, above my family, and I, I have seen family limit people where they're, where they're just not yeah. willing to make that choice. They're not willing to disappoint their parents. Um, Even, like, I've even seen people refuse to follow God in a way that they're feeling called to Mm -hmm. over the hopes of future family. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know how I would provide for a wife and any children. And I'm like, well, I don't either. (laughs) But that's the gospel. Right. You know, like, the gospel is be obedient to Jesus. Surrender to him as Lord. Be obedient to him no matter what it means. And how does it work? Well, I don't know. Look at the birds. Yep. I mean, I don't know look at the flowers, and the thing is that's completely impractical mm-hmm. and if you don't worry, then how are you gonna how are you gonna provide? well, that is the system of the world, right? The system of the kingdom is he takes care of the flowers, he takes care of the birds. I can tell you that I've seen God take care of me in so many ways, you know no doubt and I've seen it in a lot of other people's lives, yeah, so family is a big limiter. Jesus speaks to it directly a lot, yep, my health and even my life itself. Yes, yeah, so even saying to God, like, God, if following you cost me my life, I'm in. If following you cost me my health and I lived a life of unhealth and discomfort, I'm in. Whatever, whatever you say, mm. Lord, you are my Lord. Let me decrease that thou mayest increase. Let me sink that thou mayest rise above. Ride forth upon me as thou didst ride into Jerusalem, mounted upon the humble little beast, a colt, a foal. The fool of an ass, let and let me hear the children cry to thee, Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah, but that's the that's kind of echoing the prayer of John the Baptist, uh, which it, which is a sweet prayer to have, right? He said, "Let me increase yeah. that that he, let me decrease yeah. that he may increase." Right, and so John had a following. To himself, but he knew from the beginning, I am making a way for yes. for someone way greater. This that that whose sandals I'm not even worthy to stoop down and, mm-hmm. and tie. He will baptize you with fire, right? right? And so he knew from the beginning, like, I'm here to serve that one. Yep. He had in his heart a right creator creature relationship. He knew that it wasn't about him; it was about the one he was serving, and the one who was coming after him that was sent from the one he was serving. Mm. Yeah, so I hope it's clear, like, man, if we will seek this thing out and find it and be and be put right and in, put into our right place with God, it's like it does. It's like it unlocks this 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 blessing that comes from God. It unlocks like this this Garden of Eden living. But but it's we're not we're not gonna cut a deal with the King of the Universe and say, yeah. well, if if you give me the Garden, then I'll do this. Yeah. And mm. even I've seen this at times as like as the difference between a, a bride and a prostitute, right? A prostitute says, like, yep. I'll give you intimacy mm. if yes. you if you give me money or this or that. Yeah. A, a bride says, I'll give you intimacy, and I'll dedicate myself to you for the rest of our lives, not for your money, unless she's a gold digger, <laughs> right? Not for your money, yeah. but because I admire who you are. And the thought of, of going anywhere and living my life apart from you, mm-hmm. I can't handle it. Yeah.
0: You mm-hmm. see that? Yeah.
1: It's an admiration of his character. And so like I'm not gonna go to God and cut a deal and say, Okay, God, I'll surrender my comforts to you as long as you don't make it too uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it has to be I surrender my comforts to you. And that means that if your will for my life is I would go and live the most uncomfortable life that's ever been lived, then I surrender to that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Jesus ain't no pimp. <laughs>
1: hey, word. <laughs> word, we just just go ahead and say it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that's where we're
1: gonna end yeah. it for the week. <laughs> See you guys next week.
0: Uh, um do you guys have any any thoughts like that you just want to share before we before we do close. I think I just have one that I've been thinking about that I just wanna say real quick. Um just to highlight again you're a master uh you're a slave to something. Yes. And the only master that will give you dignity is Christ. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. That's just a thought that I had. We don't need to elaborate. Yeah. It's just a thought.
2: I think I think my other my other thought is that uh we're we're sitting here talking about it being we have to do this thing unconditionally. That like we can't say like, well yeah God, I'll do it. Pierce just explained all that. Y'all heard. Um the purity of heart in that has to be pure. And the only way that you can, like, the only way that you can suss out your your heart to, like, make sure that there's no wicked or wayward way within you.
1: What is suss out?
2: To, like, figure it out. To, like, to like, I don't know. It's I think it's, like, an Australian thing. Oh, sick.
1: Okay. I don't know. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> I go right ahead there.
2: All right. Now, blokes. Uh... Man, I'm clipping really bad in this mic. Um, the only way that you can search my heart, oh God, and see if there's any wicked uh, wicked way within me, you know? Like, you have to put that before the Lord. Because we can say, you can say all the things. You can say, like, yeah, yeah, Lord. You can pray that whole prayer, like possessions, friends, reputation, family, likes and dislikes. Yeah, 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 God, all that, all that, sure. And, like, you're still expecting the kingdom. You're still expecting you're still expecting to like be elevated and like, man, that's such a difficult thing to actually, because like the Lord has promises. The Lord has said like, this is like, there is so much, so much in me. You're, you're, ex- I'm struggling to get there, but your expectation has to be to find God. Yes. Like, it cannot be over any other thing when I say thing I mean that list that Tozer said like it has to be towards like God and God alone man's sole purpose is to like love to be with God and enjoy him forever Amen. he has to be the focus of our of our existence the focus of our like like our minds like central point and Tozer says that but like it it's just so important for us to not try to play the game with it. Because God will not be mocked. Like you can't you can't do it the other way.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't manipulate God. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Scott, we just pray that you'd help us with this. Yeah. Pray that you'd be glorified through our lives, not ourselves, but you. It's not about us. It's about you, Lord. You are the creator. We are the creature. Thank you, God. We surrender everything. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would even convict our hearts in this room and convict the hearts of our listeners, Lord, and just do your your like, gentle and, and also powerful work inside of us. Yeah, Lord, anything that we have put above you, uh, we want to tear it down right now. Thank you, God. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your truths. Thank you for this book and for... Uh, A.W. Tozer and his pursuit after you and the way that his pursuit is still blessing us even in his passing, God. Uh, yeah, we love you, Jesus. Just have, help us to really respond to this and and do the thing that he said. Not just respond with our mind and say, sure, sure, but help us to respond in our hearts yes, and therefore with our lives. Yeah, we love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.